0: Welcome to Talk Is Sheep, the official podcast of the Wild Sheep Society of British
1: Columbia. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Come along with us as we take conversations that matter to you into the high alpine. We have partnered with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab to help get you in shape and mentally stronger.
0: Whether you're a veteran hunter or just starting out, the Mountain Tough app will take you to the next level. We personally train using the Mountain Tough programs and we believe in it so much that we want to give you six weeks for free using code SHEEPBC. That's S-H-E-E-P-B-C. Check out Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. You won't be disappointed.
2: This episode is sponsored by our conservation
0: partner, Yeti. Thank you Sitka Gear and Yeti for investing in healthy wildlife and sustainable ecosystems.
1: Day two, Sheep Show 2024. We're all here, surviving, kind of struggling through it all. Um, I've got... Adam Foss, Rachel Attila, and co-hosting with me today is Nolan Osborne. Uh, welcome, everybody, and uh, we'll just get right into it here. It's, how's everyone feeling Good this morning?
0: Good to be back. Great. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like a million bucks.
1: You look like a million bucks.
0: Completely Thanks. spent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Completely spent. That's the master of not having the 4 a.m. wake-up calls, or well, 4 a.m. bed days.
3: calls. Yes.
1: That's right. See, it's the marathon here, right? It's yes. like you, you sprint hard the first night, regret it yes. instantly, and then... Exactly. It's a tortoise okay. and a hare race. Yeah, yes. you betcha. Absolutely.
0: It's... it's a it's so good to be back and it's so wild how there's so many great people here and you see them once a year or twice a year and this is this little like milestone in your lives but and it's like a focal
2: c- point though it's like a milestone focal point that you come back to almost isn't
0: it yeah and like so many people have so many different things going on with life and this is the one place you know you're gonna see them and get to catch up like mm-hmm. Here, sheep decide to B.C., these types of things, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I love, that. I it's really like love it. It's like a family
2: campfire. I really do. I think so. It, Christmas is kind of anticlimactic, so it's like, oh, you like your family that you can't choose, but this is like your family you can choose, and you pilgrimage to see them, so. I don't know. I like it.
3: For sure. Well, yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of like what a high school reunion, you know, <laughs> what people imagine a high school reunion <laughs> would be like in the movies. Yep. Yes, in the I movies. never went to mine, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I never went to mine either.
2: No. Thank you, Facebook? I think Facebook was like the extenuation of it kind of killed it.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, we we can can just join a group and like casually keep (laughs) in touch with people and yeah.
2: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Put
1: put in the middle, minimal amount of effort on it, right? So, yeah.
0: So, what's happening for Sheep Society here? What's going on in the booth, right? We got merch, we got the Yeti cups, we got some water bottles we're selling some stuff we got some ram heads mm-hmm. people are rolling through spreading the good gospel of sheep conservation in british columbia right
1: you betcha i mean lots going on there as we all know a bunch of issues facing sheep in bc and uh yeah we're down here kind of supporting the foundation and helping helping you know helping ourselves grow a little bit on a more international level and get get i try to attract mm-hmm. attention from you know throughout the states here and yep. Yeah, so far so good. Yesterday's like t- you know, typically the quiet day on Thursday. You can kind of actually roll around to other booths, talk to people without screaming, and mm-hmm. and kind of do that thing. And today we're just kind of gearing up, and yeah, see see what see what the day brings. But yeah, hoping mm-hmm. to sell some memberships, hoping to attract some attention to Sheep and BC. Mm-hmm.
0: We're pumped for Penticton. Yeah. yeah,
1: so am I. I can I can walk to the venue now, <laughs> or <laughs> crawl hand. crawl home. Cor- you know? Crawl home. It's gonna we be go.
2: fun. Yeah, yes. it will are you be going. Fun. I'm not. No, unfortunately, what are you doing? that's you hunting. Ah, uh, yes wolf and guides life right always always uh, always finding something to do so i got wolf and lynx hunts that are kind of running over that time but uh, yeah you know it's par for it but i'm excited to hear what you guys have on the cards this year for your conservation projects here for wild gpc and yeah i don't know it's always fun to support from afar it's a very big province i think that's what a lot of people mm-hmm. don't understand yeah. and when you tell people especially hunters you know we're very very gifted very special we pay a lot of tax but when we have four sheep species in our province it's very coveted and a lot of people's jaw i think hits the floor and they have to roll it back up so it's really neat to be able to showcase conservation in a place that is very unique and very special
0: yeah it's going to be a blast you're going yeah going yeah are you doing any you doing a seminar are you doing something nope okay
1: keep it a low key yeah yeah yeah, and it'll be good. A bunch of seminars, got a bunch of a bunch of guys coming up from the states and a bunch of we got I think 50 vendors at this point that'll be there. So, it's, yeah, we kind of sold out on our vendor side already and now we're just mm-hmm. like, okay, well, let's try to attract as many people to it as, as possible mm-hmm. and maybe interesting to see. Right, obviously a learning curve when you're doing something new for the first time and mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, for us to have the opportunity to just attract the, the general population to come in people that are just like they're into hunting right they don't know anything about the sheep society but they'll hear about this mountain hunting expo and then mm-hmm. walk in because they know okay somebody from kafaru or wherever else is there and they're like oh i want to go and look at some gear that yeah in canada we can we never look at anything you know and you're like ah, i, I want to buy this thing that's cost me 500 bucks or whatever but mm-hmm. tough tough sell when it's like oh i got to ship mm-hmm. it up and it might not fit properly and then i got to ship it back and all that mm-hmm. stuff so it'd be a good opportunity for people to come in and and then hopefully just try to attract like you know, families coming in, bring the kids out. Like, it's cheap to just walk in there for the day, right? And then, obviously, we'll be having our shenanigans at night and, and mm-hmm. doing the banquet dinners and auctions and all that stuff. So, yeah, we're, we're really excited about yeah. it. And
0: So, as of this recording, we're second day of Sheep Show, and this, this podcast will come out sometime in the future. So, future people listening, mm-hmm. how many how many banquet tickets are left? Are we still selling tables or what? Like, yeah. let's get this sold on this either. This yeah. They're, or, they're, I'm, t- I'm sending people.
1: Mm-hmm. It's easier
0: to fly, like, Cologne is a little easier to fly into for people. Yeah. Yes.
1: It's very central
2: as opposed to Kamloops. Like, I think you're going to have a great turnout. A change of venue, it's going to have a fresh audience. But a lot of people probably might not even know what is the Wild Sheep Conference. Like, what's the time frame? How does it start? You know?
1: Yeah, you betcha. So, February 22 to 24, we got a, uh, starting off with a, like, a disease working group on the Thursday. Kind of similar to what they do down here, right? And just Mm -hmm. really... Kind of put the focus on the sheep issues in the Okanagan themselves, right? They've got Movi, they've got sarroptis, they had blue tongue a few years ago. Like, there's a lot of, lot of stuff going on there, and so, going to get the, the actual wildlife professionals in there, kind of hammering out some ideas and how we can, how we can work on these, uh, these issues and yeah, just try to try to make something happen there. And it's complex too. Those sheep move back and forth from Washington and BC, and so get getting a bunch of the Washington guys up there as well to, mm-hmm. to say, hey, let's. Let's do something on this. Let's figure this out. We've got to be collaborative, collaborative about it and and just, yeah, ma- make something happen. Right. Because I yeah. know I know I'm sitting there at Vaso watching the mm-hmm. sheep herd go down every every year right now, watching the lambs die in the summer. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty, pretty disheartening. But yeah. it's good to know that there's there is that push from local people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Okanagan Nation Alliance is a huge part of that, too. There they're they're really driving the bus with us on that and and pushing for for that's action awesome.
2: well, that's so, the thing with conservation is it's not just a, a pocket like that sheep don't know international boundaries so it's really a yeah. lot of people need to understand that this isn't a one fix all if we're doing it in bc so it's very exciting that washington's coming up in the surrounding areas because i mean if we give them a passport and tell them thou shall not pass that'd be one thing but unfortunately yeah. i don't think they play by those rules
1: yeah you bet you so we'll do that then on thursday night we've got a uh... A whiskey tasting in a cigar evening so we've we've rolling out the the third the third line of our our sheep whiskeys with Okanagan spirits um we've got the blue bunch from the first year and the Chadwick from last year and then I still can't talk about this one coming up but uh it'll be good and yeah just sit there and and have a good time with good people and sip some whiskey and smoke a cigar if you want to and yeah get get ready for Friday and Saturday and then yeah the we'll be doing so the switch up to this event is uh two doing two venues or two uh banquet nights and so traditionally we just did the saturday night now we're gonna have a uh, friday and saturday mm-hmm. and um the venue's a lot bigger we got 700 seats for this thing now so wow. um current ticket sales i think we're in in the three to four hundred range right now so we've mm-hmm. got space but mm-hmm. it'll it typically fills up like right at the end that's oh, always yeah. been kind of the theme with the Loop show too mm-hmm. last year we sold out like a month and a half beforehand and that was the first time that happened for us and so we're like well we need to we need to make some changes here and get somewhere bigger and so well uh yeah excited to see what that is but doing doing all the normal stuff so uh backpack race on the friday night and we do our do our agm and and kind of get get all the uh get all the biologists in there talking about the sheep issues in different parts of the province and and all of that kind of standard. And is that
2: free for the people? So, like, like, for the listeners that are maybe kind of sitting on the fence, are these events a part of, you know, their day pass? Um...
1: Yeah. So, just so if you buy a day pass and I don't think we've even figured out the dollar amount yet, but it's going to be pretty cheap yeah. um, to just walk in for the day. And if you come in for the day, you can, you won't be able to go into the AGM. You need to be a member for that, but, but to go and look at the seminars and all that, that's all going to be open. Right. And Perfect. then you can walk through, look at all the vendors, go look mm-hmm. at a seminar, watch a film. We'll be doing a bunch of film things too. Kind of mm-hmm. a lot of the same stuff that's going on here, just on a smaller scale. And mm-hmm. yeah, so there'll be a lot of opportunity to just learn about the society. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't know anything about us, right, you can walk in and just figure it out and Mm-hmm. And then meet meet people in the hunting community that are maybe local to you, maybe people that are from somewhere else, and um, yeah, it should be a really good time. And we're yeah, we're really excited about that one. So
0: and good support from the partners. They're all like Ye- that's one thing about Chief Society of BC is you've got good support from national wild sheep. You got good support from corporate sponsors that are sort of been in it for the long haul, like your title sponsors and you, you
1: betcha, yeah, like so
0: same guys that are supporting national chapter. But I think the big thing is that we try and stress on our end, like when we're talking to the companies that we're lucky enough to work with, like Sika being one of them, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: they don't necessarily, like a a company like Sika that makes hunting gear for many different avenues, right? Sort of technical apparel for wherever the weather's shitty and and it's Mm -hmm. cold. Um, but it got started with mountain hunters. Mm -hmm. And so they look at like sort of their conservation efforts across many different nonprofit organizations. And they've been supporting Wild Sheep Foundation. I think they've been the title of Wild Sheep for, man, like a decade. I maybe. was
2: going to say, I think it's yeah. coming up on a decade um, here.
0: But, like, we're always on top of them as mm-hmm. as people that, that sort of live and operate in these, like, more specific areas like B.C. Mm-hmm. To say, hey, look, like, these, these like, Wild Sheep Foundation National is, is a big engine. And affiliates like Sheep Society of B.C. or Montana Wild Sheep. Eastern chap, like that's where the, well, not Eastern because there's no sheep there, but um, Alaska wild sheep, Yukon wild sheep, that's where the rubber meets the road for these projects that go mm-hmm. and put that money back on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And I think that they get it because we've seen Sitka be the title sponsor of Sheep Society, I BC4. I want to say it's four,
1: four, four, four or five years now. Yeah, they're yeah official. Uh, Wait, we, we started off with like the the, the conservation partners. Mm-hmm. Then they're like, you know what, we want to do more. Yeah. And so they're like, well let's, let's have you guys be the official sponsor. Right. Yeah. And so they stepped up right away and then year after year they just mm-hmm. keep coming back. And, and we're mm-hmm. so appreciative for that. And mm-hmm. to have both of you guys as, as ambassadors here today, it's like it's further, further, furthering that, that relationship, right. Where it's like, Hey, let's get out there. Let's talk about this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and really, I think just showcase the good work that, that big companies can well, do for invested, yeah, hundred percent. Right? Like, I mean, they're, yeah. they're working on the Fraser river project with mm-hmm. us right yep. now and, yep. and, just putting in a bunch of money there and it's like that's that's action like that is you know some people just talk about it and and others do it and and it's Mm -hmm. really I mean I'm just a volunteer here right but it's really really inspiring to see that kind of money coming in from from these brands that are they're willing to make a difference they want to make a difference because they realize that that's Mm -hmm. that's their bread and butter right if you don't if you don't support it it's not going to come back to you long term and and yeah we couldn't be couldn't be more happy to have mm-hmm. the relationships we have with the Sitkas and the Yetis, and yep. and mm-hmm. we've got a whole host of them now. But it's it's pretty pretty inspiring for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: and do. wildlife don't pay their way. No. Not in B.C. That's for sure. No, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I want to want to switch switch things up here and, and talk about the film that you guys were were working on. <laughs> you know, how, how many years was it now, Adam? <laughs> I think 2017.
2: <laughs> we talked Take about it. Take my shoes t- off and start. Yeah, I know. It was
0: shot in 17.
2: We shot in 17. We conceptualized in 16, I think.
0: Probably here.
2: Probably here, actually, <laughs> yeah, because I I think 16 was the first year I carried a sheep tag uh, working for Harold. And, I mean, it was one of those things you carry it, but, you know, you might not have time. And then when it came to fruition that there was a first hunt and someone was bringing their own client, it was an opportunity and it kind of snowballed. It turned into a huge boondoggle. It was absolutely fun logistically I think Adam he carried a lot on his shoulders pulling that team together <laughs> we had how many people we had a small city on the side of a mountain and yeah, we had
0: four guys Plus, four fill-
2: well we had John and the guys from Red Bull so we yeah. had we had four yeah, like changeover days sometimes. so yeah I don't know I it, mean
0: you guys know like logistics of just getting people yeah. in and out of the McKenzie's just a hunter and a you know like their gear, their yeah. gun, all that stuff is... Their bare necessities. That <laughs> set of challenges and you hope everything goes right. But then you got a bunch of camera, like camera gear and... How many and
2: pounds these. of camera gear did you guys have out on lists? I,
0: we, so I mapped it at it, it, all, it, all in, all food and everything. It was 88 pounds a person. Um, That's what they were carrying. That's yeah. Which That's is like probably just 15 pounds more than you would yeah. start off like a hunt yeah. with. So but there's a... There's you a can't c- eat a battery. Yeah. <laughs> and you're intimately aware of that. And they don't get any lighter when they. <laughs> That's right. Are when your battery that. is dead, you can't just burn it in the campfire. No. No. Oh <laughs> well, I guess. You so, the camera systems they were using, they're called red cameras. They take a brick, they yeah. call a red brick. It is about the size and weight of a brick. We had 30 of them. Yeah. Wow. So, and they actually don't give you a ton of. They give you like an hour and a half or two hours of runtime or something. So, we were kind of like, we need about two a day. We had a bunch of lenses and a bunch of stupid... Like, I haven't carried one of those cameras on a sheep hunt since. Because, (laughs) (laughs) well, like, really. No, realistically. They take so much power. The smaller cameras, like the mirrorless cameras that you see people running around with now, have evolved a lot, and they're really great. Those cameras are... The red cameras that we were using are, are, uh, are fantastic. Like, they're cinema cameras, but they're heavy. They're slow to power up they eat power and they don't like rain dust salt water sleet they have open (laughs) vents so they're actually horrible tools for the job but we dragged them around we had like a jib which is like a big anyways that's all the camera nerd side that probably nobody will be interested in the story side is much more interesting which i would pass along to rachel to explain what happened and, and sort of how her hunt got passed to her and
2: what you yeah. wanted to do with it. Um, so in the NWT, like you have to have someone represented as a guide, and um, obviously, you know, when you, when I uh, originally I thought it was just going to be Adam, my dad, and I going out maybe do some stills if we wanted to. It was an opportunity to work with Sitka, you know, as part of like our ambassador agreement, as you help showcase. Um, and I've been with the company for a long time, so it was kind of a neat opportunity to kind of help. And the women's line had, was just really launching. That was the other teaming thing. Is back in 2017. We actually had a lot of NDAs because the backpack in subalpine it hadn't launched yet. I think we both had longstanding relationships with Mystery Ranch, so there was it was kind of a neat way to use and test products that we know and love. Um, and then the cool part was is when I got to bring someone up. Um, Harold had said, you know, you can be whoever, but they got to get in and out. And so I had approached my stepmom about it, and I said, you know, what if what if Dad could come? Do you think he'd be all right? And so on Father's Day that year. I approached Brad guy and I just said like I originally wanted to give the sheep hunt to him. That I wanted to gift my dad the sheep, and he broke down crying, and we both did. It was a very emotional Father's Day gift, and he had told me that he's like I don't I don't feel right accepting that, and I won't. But I will gladly come and pack around with you. So that I was in, so ensued waterworks. As a sheep guide, I mean we've all been on the mountain. It's a pilgrimage in itself, and it was my first sheep. Yeah. So it. There was so many emotions when that happened, but well,
0: and set it up a little bit too. So, Bry guy, yeah. st- dad, super dad, yeah. like, S- card dad, shark. dad of all dads, total beauty. He was working in the wells for many years. Look yeah. at the McKenzie's across the river, like yeah.
2: Before I started working in the NWT, yeah,
0: yeah. So the reputation of being able to go to the McKenzie's and like just
2: mm-hmm. see
0: it, yeah, Perceive itself, coveted. and so I think. Yeah, I mean, he's such a, he, he was like a kid. Mm-hmm. So it was like Rachel was getting to hunt, but he was getting to tag along. Yeah. And it was cool to see because she was, from my perspective, like she's essentially showing him, you know, the last 10 or 12 years of her life experience, which mm-hmm. very few people, like you get to see the pictures
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you get the stories a little bit, but until you go there and experience, travel yeah. there for two days and walk around the backpack and see it all and see the fact. Mm-hmm. Probably, like, the remoteness of it is mm-hmm. what is, is striking to see. Yes. Because you don't see a boot track. You don't no. see people.
2: When the plane takes off, I remember Dad look on Dad's face, and he was like, it is so quiet. It's so quiet that it's humming. And he just sat there, and I was like, just enjoy this moment. Because it is humbling. You realize how insignificant and very small part of the universe you are when you're yeah. left alone on the side of a mountain. And I think that was something that dad was very thankful just for the experience but because he had never been on a sheep hunt, he grew up in Kelowna you know some of his best buddies, they'd go hunt moose, deer, you know good Okanagan boys and it had always been his dream, him and his dear friend Clint who just passed away to go to the mountains, they'd always wanted to go on a stone sheep hunt, they'd wanted to be guides you know they married, they they did the fatherly thing and when my parents divorced you know my dad started working out of town which took him to the wells Um, and him and my stepmom you know they stayed in the Okanagan and you know the story it kind of it built itself really as we all got to know each other on the Because we didn't we started as a father-daughter hunt you know but as you carry out the hunt you know different emotions come into play and you start talking about the past and i think that was the very vulnerable moment for dad and i sharing I, i've known adam for years but sharing with all these other strangers
1: yeah for sure.
2: and i think that was the point that i think brought us all together as we started this hunt. And I mean, we had some highs and lows, we were out of water, we ran down to the snow banks. We had some really... <laughs>
0: I said the F word 17 times in one sentence.
2: <laughs> there was a few pro- F bombs. Pro- yeah, F sharps too. Um, no, it slept was... On the ra- like, s- slept on rocks. Slept
0: on the ram, like all the... Wolverine chased hope, the rams right?
2: away. We thought they were going to Arctic Red. We were like, man, this is not gonna be good. You know, we, we jokingly were at the end of the earth. And the cool part about the mountain was they call it like it's um, DC 3 because there's an old plane crash on this mountain. And like when you get to this country, I remember Harold when I was first guiding for him, he said, Rachel, no, it's big country. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that's big country. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, Harold. Okay. You get there and you're like, in your head, you start mapping out how far it'll take to get to one place. Three hours later, you're like, Son of a gun. We're like halfway across where I thought we'd be, but we're nowhere near where we needed to be. Yeah. So
0: just basketball-sized boulders, like those, oh, huge. Oh,
1: Huge, going. Wet. unforgiving. No water.
2: No water up high on the rocks. So like, Dad got thrown into like the ultimate sheep hunter's dream and nightmare, really. Yeah. Because you're trying to battle all these things, and we'd actually we'd flown out early because a lot of people were asking, you know, um, even yesterday at the Q and A, how did you get the permitting? And it's like, obviously because drones are illegal, but we did. Adam did a lot of footwork, a lot of paperwork because we were able to go in before the season build some of those beautiful shots that you see that you naturally in a hunting scenario, you don't have time because you're trying to cover distance, look for sheep and do all the things that make it into a sheep hunt. But we were blessed with the opportunity to come in a little bit early, build the story, which really I think helps set you guys up for your storyboard.
0: Yeah, and just trying to show this part of hunting that Mm. is just the broader experience, which Mm. is why we do it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to articulate it. Yeah. And it's hard to show it, but it is. In a place like the Mackenzie, it is. All, it is all of that. It is all the times <laughs> where you get to hang on the mountain and the quiet moments, and even the fact that you're flying around in these little planes and trying to show that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And then the actual like pursuit of the animal is like a part of it, but it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know five mm-hmm. or ten percent of it it's like mm-hmm. all this other stuff mm-hmm. so yeah we sort of threw. I mean we did like the plane to plane mm-hmm. stuff and
2: oh Bill Gurley rest was, his soul he loved that yeah when we had the rest helicopter peace, Billy yeah because I think we had the helicopter at that point Meg was yeah. flying around and yeah. so I got to fly in the Super Cub with Bill Gurley and I think that was one of the highlights of my career because he got to show off some of his moves and I'll tell you what that man knew that area he had flown for there for like over three decades wow. he knew Every landing strip, like, there's old pilots and there's bold pilots, but yeah. there's no old, bold pilots. And that gentleman was a scholar. Yeah. And I think, like, that was that was a huge part. I know for us, like, after when Bill had passed away years, when, when the film was shelved for a bit. But it was a really neat patronage like, when we go back to and relive the film. It was pretty special to be a part of that, especially in Bill's career.
0: Such a beauty. Yeah.
2: So my only wish is that he could have seen it, but hopefully he's looking at it from above. So... And then yeah. the
0: hunt, I mean, the hunt sort of was, <laughs> yeah, it was good, it was like everything you'd want, I mean. Not, Highs and lows. We, not tons of sheep, it was hot, it was, it was uh,
2: One it dink was dry, ram but, the night before opening, yeah. and then we had a dry spell.
3: Yeah.
2: I think it was, what, day five or day six, and we finally seen the group of three feet over that one bank. But we had made a run for that one lone ram. I remember we, yep. we hiked all the way around one of those death boulders. We looked back and there's a lone ram, but we couldn't, I couldn't quite get a look at him. He looked enough. Like we dropped half our gear, I think like that, and then we did like the death march from hell down the valley, up and around the corner. Got close enough, and it's like eyes nine. <laughs> my dad's like, okay, <laughs> kind of you know this. He's like, well, that was fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's that's what you do. He's like, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But I'll give it to my dad. Like he trained, he was physically and mentally prepared. Because so many of these hunts, I mean, we've all had either clients or friends. You can train, you and it is beneficial, but ninety percent of it is mental. Ninety percent of it, you know it, and I think that's where I really got to see my dad shine and see how strong he was because dad was up to any task, and hell or high water, he was right on my gears, and he was right there beside the whole time. And I mean, I think at the time, dad was like in his late fifties, so a bunch of us young kids we were all under thirty. Yeah, he was
0: offering to carry batteries, <laughs> yeah,
2: <he was. laughs> That's awesome. which was He's a beast. embarrassing for <laughs> the camera crew. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But we took him up on it. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you guys want me to carry some batteries? We're like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he was just part of the team. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, you guys have, you've done hunts like that where it's, you know, it's very atypical to hunt uh, uh, on a mountain hunt for most big game species with more than one or two people really oh for sure yeah. maybe one person or two people we had six so it's it's challenge it was like challenging in every way finding camp spots Mm -hmm. moving about without just looking like a whole herd of ants water water yeah um you know you're as slow as your slowest guy too right so you're Mm -hmm. packing up and Mm -hmm. you know trying to like tell the story it's you're always sort of, like, ready, and then it's, like, okay, time to move, and you're packing stuff up, and you're mm-hmm. trying to get ahead, or you're trying to
2: mm-hmm.
0: get mm-hmm. these shots and stuff. But um,
2: mm-hmm. Well, I think you know, like, Sorry, go ahead. No,
0: I just think it's, like, cool how the team gels on those hunts, and they're yeah. fun. Like, if you have the right chemistry, mm-hmm. they're actually quite fun, and they're really rare because you just don't ever – get to do a trip yes. where it's that many people in a beautiful place
2: and co and everyone working cohesively yeah that's a big thing and i think the cool part was that we also had working against this is where this wolverine on day five or six had chase these rams back up and over we had hiked so far down this one ridge we were so committed that as a group you know as a hunting core, we're like well they're either literally jumped the river and they're over in the arctic red side or there's a few fingers we can go look at and i think that was the cool part of also understanding, it's like, okay guys, like we have an opportunity here where there might be sheep, but if not, we have a heck of a journey this way, so everyone rest up. And I think that was one of the coolest parts, is when we made our tour around, we found that moose shed, well, I guess there's a deadhead on the side of the mountain there. A few hours later, we get on the tippy top of this pinnacle, and that haze sets in, that beautiful purple-pink haze of the evening. And just as it starts getting cool and the thermals change, we start hearing like the smack in heads. And those rams were literally right below us. But they are fighting. And it's like all of a sudden you get these rams having this dominance fight. It's like, so we'd take turns. We set up on rocks that night. I think all of us were, at one point we're battling the mosquitoes that were hovering like this. But you're still trying to quietly look over, making sure the rams aren't coming up to bed. And then the next day it was just, all of a sudden that ram got up. And it's like, we need to move. And we need to move now. all six of us.
3: So I'm curious. How did you feel, um, like, as far as pressure compared to guiding? Because you must like, I'm listening to this. I've watched the film, but listening to this, and it's like, you know, I know the pressure as a guide, and then the pressure of having your own tag, especially in a place that coveted, and then having an entire camera crew on top where you feel like, okay, well, you know, not only do we have to kill something, but I have to, you know... Yeah, I have to be
2: hands. happy with my... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there was definitely... A lo- when I finally made the shot, and I broke down, it was happiness, and I'd seen every hunt before me. Like yeah. It's like in the movies where it flashes before you, because you see every hunter's kill. And it was like a sigh of relief, and it was like the first time I could just let myself be... Because like, you put it on a tough face. Oh, yeah. And I, I, when I broke down, that was wholeheartedly, yeah. couldn't stand, holy crap, we did this. Because coming in, like it, it was pressure. I... Uh, Without getting too much into a personal life, the night before we flew in, I had found out a relationship I'd had for three years I had been cheated on. So not only did I have that the night before flying into the film, and that's, that's real life, that happens, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and that's a very transparent thing to share. Yeah. But I hadn't had time to even process that because we literally went straight into filming, doing this piece with my dad, having six camera crew, and it was like, it was the first time that I could just let myself be vulnerable because we've all been there, you know what? you can't get through life without ups and downs and I think the pressure at that point because I was dealing with so much I mean as a guide you kind of like compartmentalize it and it didn't hit me until like the ram was at 17 yards and I'm aging him through my literally through my rifle scope, Adam's on me and dad and Sean, I think, the videographers and the two guys, I'm praying that they're against the rocks because this ram, when we went to cut him off, we're walking on all these plank rocks, trying to be quiet, trying to go as fast as we can because this ram, you know how they get, they just stand up, shake their tail, have a leak, I'm going to go for a walk this way, now. (laughs) It's like, oh no. So... When he came around, we were anticipating that he was going to come and feed into that green part that the Wolverine had chased him out of. What we didn't anticipate was him coming up through the pinnacles at point blank and I could count his eyelashes. And so that was that moment where I was trying not to look. He had me pinned, he had dad pinned, and I'm trying to talk to Adam and dad. And I'm like, are we good? Are we good? Are we good?
0: Yeah. And on my end, huge amount of pressure too, almost more than hunting because really? yeah because
2: it was a big that's a big thing that was a yeah big i mean it's just for you
0: I, I mean i i think f- for one i know how special this is for rachel both that she's got the opportunity to hunt for herself and that her dad's there and so as a hunter i'm sort of like because i'm a hunter first like i like I, I hunted as a kid i brought the camera with me i shot film photographs like on these hunts but like it was hunting was the vehicle to go and do cool shit and the camera was sort of a way that I could keep doing it and people have different ways of being able to justify it whether it's guiding or whatever but I mean we're all addicted to this shit yeah. and we're trying to use any possible justification to be able to do it as many days as we possibly can (laughs) and so as a hunter first I know the stakes and I'm sort of like I think this is a cool story to tell, the the guy that gets to hunt, um, and it's even cooler that she brought her dad, but I'm also balancing, like, hey, if you just want to go have this trip with your dad and forget this, all this bullshit, I'm totally cool with that, um, and you know, I think one, one thing about um, these types of films is, like, y- you think... The companies are like cool let's film it how many guys can we get up there and it's not like an elcon or you know it's just as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast just like more logistics and travel so we we, it started to get like bigger and bigger quickly and and uh i was like yeah we can do that no problem i'm calling megan who's my like sister-in-law twice removed and she's at helicopter pilot and i'm like can you fly us in what's this going to look like? And she's like, yeah, we got you, No problem. And it's just getting bigger and bigger. And so now it's like the stakes are big on her end and I know, and I'm putting myself in her shoes and then the stakes are big on my end. Cause I'm just like, we got to make this happen. Like we got to not, we got to kill around, but, um,
2: on the production side though, we got to
0: get the stuff. We got to get the shots. We got to hopefully make this all a story, but how it worked out. And the fact that it, the like, camera was on like the two of them, and that was the most important part was like her and her dad it wasn't about the sheep yeah w- worked out and it's uh yeah i mean these like i think it's you don't know how these hunts are going to shake out it's not a like you kind of storyboard how you're going to try and shoot this but you don't know how it's going to actually turn out and it turned out the fact that it was her and her dad right there when the final moment happened, the fact that we could like sit on it for a bit and think about how this is gonna the story's gonna unfold and release it on Father's Day like, mm-hmm. yeah, was was special special for me and hopefully special for Rachel and Brian and I, I mean, Hurlman's just up in Joe Rich like 30 minutes from me in Kelowna mm-hmm. so we had to get some more interviews and I went up there for a night just the two of us and we got to talk about the whole trip and. Mm-hmm. Get his perspective, soft-spoken, quiet guy. Like, you're not going to get too much out of him. But as for me, like, personally, sharing that trip with him at the time Frankie was pregnant. I'm going to become a father. You know, he's talking about his life. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. And that's the thing about hunting, I think, like, to bring it all back to why we do this stuff and how much of a gift it is. Like,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I got to spend 10 days, Brian, and... I know more about him and he knows more about me than 95% of people that I would consider friends to you know I mean yeah. friends outside of people that I've done these trips with so yeah. that's the gift of it um, and hopefully the film captured a little bit
3: about like that relationship between Rachel and her dad absolutely I mean and I think uh, I think hunting films it's kind of this unique space where It's really difficult because, you know, you alluded to that. You said you can't plan how these things go. Well, so many other films that people might watch, like if you're, you know, if you're into some kind of outdoor adventure film, if it's, you can kind of script it, you can sculpt it, Mm -hmm. you can do all those things, and you can't in a hunting film, you know? You have to capture what's happening now. As best you can. And at least from what I've seen, like, if you fake that, anyone who's done it knows, it is it's hard to pull it off like it's hard to restage sure you can do a couple couple hiking shots Mm -hmm. or this or that or whatever but Mm -hmm. you have to be have that in the moment so like Mm -hmm. you you know you said the pressure there of trying to capture that but you guys did such a great job like quite honestly i think it's the best sheet film i've ever seen i'm i'm kind of kind of like the old ornery you know it's just well you probably feel the same way and you might feel the same way too right you've done it so many times and even. You too, right? Like, how do you capture a sheep hunt? Mm -hmm. How do you put a sheep hunt into fifteen minutes, into twenty minutes, into an hour? Yeah, you can't, right? It always feels like this truncated, like, Mm -hmm. didn't get there. Did at least in my experience, most of them, like.
2: And I, I think as a guide too, one of the things is, is that everyone's there for a different reason. They were inspired by someone. It was a legacy hunt for someone else. A personal journey. And i think that's the thing i love i love about guiding is i love stories yeah and i loved when i was younger and i was trying to figure out you know what are you going to be what do you want to do hunting was the avenue for me to te- talk to these people in a very intimate setting because it's just you me and the fence post yeah. and you get to hear their life story and their ups and their downs and i think that's what like you said it brings you closer because you can sympathize with that person yeah. and i think that's the beautiful part about hunting is like you say you can make a sheep film but why is that person on the mountain? And I love this trend that's happening right now because, you know, ten years ago it was whack em stack 'em, you know, cover your face and it's rah, you know, the yeah. sheep or it's whack em. Yeah, I don't want to get into it, but right now it's why? Yeah. Why are we there? And I'm so grateful that there's talented people like Adam and his team, because that's what's gonna help conservation ultimately. To that's see. what's gonna inspire people to yeah. go because you want them to have that physical metaphorical journey that's we're selling the dream
1: yeah.
2: and I think that's a really cool part about it that we never lose touch with so.
0: here here
1: yeah so. I think that's Nicely a done. that's a pretty incredible way to finish this one off here guys I know you have uh, busy busy schedules ahead of you today and tomorrow and uh, yeah that's bu- beautifully put Rachel I think uh, we're we got to do it we're we're doing a better job now than we were a couple years ago and we just got to keep doing a better job as we move forward and share share the reality of hunting right people see it they oh the rednecks it's like that's not that's not that that's not everybody for sure right there's there's some rednecks out there (laughs) don't get me wrong but um there's so much more to it and like hunting with family you know there's it's it's endless we could talk about it for hours on end but yeah thank you guys for your time um it was a, a true pleasure to talk about the film. I just want to quickly get in. Where can somebody watch this uh, if they've heard about it for the first time today?
0: Well, it'd be on Sitka's YouTube channel.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's
0: called How Far We've Come.
2: Yep. It's under one of their main featured films, um, you know.
0: Yeah, maybe we can it's post a link well, in the show notes. Absolutely. Or absolutely. We sh- share the episode you betcha. on social media.
2: It's free. That's the cool part.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And I think that's the cool part about it is that it can be sent to anyone anywhere around the world. So,
0: and yeah, ho- hopefully we'll see it uh, for those coming come to Penticton. Get your uh, tickets. We you betcha. Talk more about sheep hunting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you guys
0: playing it at Penticton? I don't think so So we could probably we could do about anything we probably could
1: yeah yeah we've got a we got a film room going on I don't think we've got the whole schedule lined up right now Mm -hmm. so we could definitely Mm -hmm. throw it on there and 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 have another spot for people it's it's such a cool experience to go and watch it like in a little theater too right where you're like oh cool I could sit down with a bunch of other people and watch it and then like Mm -hmm. see the reactions of other people Mm -hmm. you know in the room and and
0: yeah real quick what was that like for you I'm just curious I'm gonna ask you anyways off the air but how was it Seeing I, it and seeing people.
2: Oh, I can't. I'm, don't make me. You're making me cry. And it's already, it's not even 10 o'clock in the morning, Adam <laughs> My gosh. There
0: is a good chance you're going to cry today. There anyways. is a good
2: chance. He's already got it here. But no, I tell you what, I had a wide diverse in the audience yesterday. And from soon-to-be mothers and guides that I've known, you know, Trevor at SICA was so influential on helping move this project forward because it was filmed in 2017 and we wanted the right venue and avenue. So I'm very grateful for everything. But it was... The questions, I it immediately waterworks. I will not lie. Yeah, um, oh yeah, it's well, a tear yeah, tear. What, what was
0: what was the best? What was the question that sticks out in your mind that was just? Like I
2: I had it wasn't questions. Everyone put their hand up and said thank you, and they sent it to other people. I had a dad with twin daughters that he adopted thirty years ago, and he immediately sent it. Like the biggest thing was, thank you, and I, I was very taken back by it because it was a very vulnerable story to tell that even on the youtube channel like the amount of people that have said you know thank you this has become a speaking point or you know yeah so you know it it became a vulnerable vehicle that is helping people and i think like that's the biggest blessing and gift of it all and thank you for making me cry adam this is why i got (laughs) fake eyelashes on i really tried not to cry because i was gonna have like a mascara waterworks don't get fake eyelashes guys it's not worth it I was thinking you.
1: about it but uh, no, no, I'm no, really we glad not.
2: otherwise <laughs> we'd have this competition going on fake eyelashes and full curls here so. that's right
0: <laughs> well and you are very inspiring to a lot of people I think especially women and young women but but for men too inspiring life um, inspiring story to share with you and your dad and, and
2: uh,
0: keep doing it I, mean,
2: I just hope everyone follows their own heart and leads our own path. That's all we can do.
1: You betcha. Thank you so so much, guys. That's a wicked podcast to sit here and start start our Friday off with. Um, Thank you very much, and and also thank you to Mountain Tough for sponsoring uh, the Talk Sheep podcast. We'll catch you on the next episode.
2: Thank you, guys. Thank you.